Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. We've got a mailbag segment before we get to the episode. First up, we got a call from Ben Bird talking about uh, Icky and specifically Kanye. Is he Icky? Here's Ben. Hey, Greg, this is Ben Bird. First time, long time caller. Wanted to make a comment about Icky. Sorry if you hear a lot of wind in the background. I'm at a kid's lacrosse game, and you can tell I'm somewhat bored, so I'm making this phone call. But wanted to say that I thought your discussion about how people who are often the worst can be really manipulative and make us think that they're good people for a while before they get found out is dead on, very accurate. I really enjoyed that episode. And I had not heard that song before, so thanks for introducing it. I also wanted to add, though, that no discussion of Kanye West is complete without reference to the Fish Stick Joke episode of South Park and Season 15, Episode 1 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. People who are listening, go out, watch those two episodes. You'll see what I mean. Anyway, keep up the good work, Greg. Uh, Really enjoyed the show, and uh, the Icky episode was fantastic. And then we've got a call from Noah Daniel, who had a musical observation about something in Icky that Lydia and I did not notice. Here's Noah. Hi, Greg. This is Noah from overseas. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the, as I wrote you on Twitter already, I really enjoyed the Icky episode, um, as I enjoy every episode. But uh, one thing that, um, I mean, you mostly focus, I think, on the, uh, the lyrical part of it, so there was a lot of musical discussion as well. Um, but one thing that I always like uh, thought about with with Icky, and which didn't make it there, is the um, the melodica riff over the "Who's that sucking all the oxygen out of a plate?" which is like this. Which is for me like a, a clear reference to the Beatles' "Love Me Do," which well, there's not much in common with Icky, but maybe because it's both kind of uh, both songs are kind of um, monotone in the chord structure. Love me do. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> okay. Bye. So let me quickly play a couple clips of that harmonica in Love Me Do, immediately followed by that melodica bit in Icky. Who's that sucking all the oxygen out of the place? First name to get to know up in 
Yeah, cool. So thanks for calling in, fellas. Anybody can call and leave us a voicemail at 224-801-2930 and get in the mailbag segment. You can also email thoughts to this might be a pod at Gmail. And with that, on to the show. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with Belinda Van Helden to talk about the song Four of Two off of No! Underneath a big clock at the corner of 5th Avenue and 22nd Street I stood and waited for a girl I knew at the spot where we agreed to meet It was four minutes of two At four of two I stood waiting for the girl I was four minutes early for the date we had planned I was planning to say I was in love with her Just as soon as she showed for a two o'clock date Clock set four of two. Belinda, hey! Hi. How are you, Greg? So excited to talk. It's been a long time. You've been I on know. the show before. People I have. That was, that was three years ago. That was three <laughs> years ago. Back when bands were playing shows yes. on a regular basis, they toured Australia yes. in early 2019. That's right. And you went to the show in Sydney, right? Did I went to one, one show in Sydney and two in Brisbane. There you go. You went to three of them. Yes. And I had, we, we called it the Australian Tour Roundup. And we, it, we ended up talking for so long, I split it into two episodes. And it was you and... Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Andy. Who's the fella that we had on that was like running around outside trying to find service? <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> Tom, Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I've never had time on for a proper episode. He left Facebook altogether. But he's still got a lot of covers Maybe. on YouTube, so. Yeah. Well, I should, I'm, if you have a way to get in touch with him, I feel like I should rectify yeah. this and get, get him on a pr- proper episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if people recall that, they can go and listen to it. There's snippets on the free stuff. Uh, Patreon people can listen to it all. That was a fun time back in the carefree pre-pandemic days (laughs) and uh since that was not a regular episode you did not tell your full fandom story so i want to know how you got into they might be giants okay i think there's probably quite a few australians who have said that they blame um frank black he was um a guest programmer on rage in 1994 Mm. and uh yeah he played um you know i'm not sure because I know that that's definitely not what Philip told me, and really, as far as, yeah, Anne-Marie hasn't been on for a proper episode either. I need to get on that as well. Yeah, do that. So, you're actually the first person to to. Okay, well, this. I'll take so that. So, he was a guest host, DJ. because I know you've heard about Rage. Yeah. Don't know a whole lot about it, but yeah. Yeah, it's just the overnight, you know, music that no one else has heard yet, and so Frank comes up and he says, yeah, this is They Might Be Giants, and... Um, he played Istanbul and Birdhouse and then Anna Ang. So my brother used to record it every night and then watch it and then just like I would just watch the, you know, his condensed version of what the good bits were. And I thought, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I just used from then on, if like, you know, back in the back in the 
they when the internet was young, they had um, bulletin board system. <laughs> you know about that yeah, one? Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so people would upload themselves and then meet sort of digital pen pals it was in those days. Right. So I, and I, so I thought I'll put, you know, all the cool, my older brother, all the cool stuff that he liked, I'm just going to say that I like. I mean, I, it was true, but <laughs> I, yeah. didn't get, I didn't get the ideas by myself. So this one, you know, a 16-year-old Australian puts out there to other Australians, yeah, I like they might be giants. And this guy said, no, no way. Because <laughs> no one, was, you know, it's no 16-year-old, yeah. you know, it wasn't that well-known here. So he said, all right. So there was a group of us that then got chatting and decided to meet up at a big day out soon after that. And then he snuck in and met me first. So we ended up together for about a year. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, so <laughs> I lost my virginity on a waterbed to flood. <laughs> On a waterbed to flood. Yeah, that's my that, story. Uh, so then, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and then I had to sense. confess to it's, him if, if the waterbed had been punctured and there oh, was an actual been flood, perfect. that would be the only thing to cap that. That's, that's right. um, that's <laughs> amazing. So, uh, and you've been a fan ever since. I know a lot of people. You know, you go off to college and you're like, oh, I listen to this cool stuff now. I've, you forget about them up giants for a while and then come back to them, or were you just true blue the whole way? Well, I was because <laughs> I had a, a confession to make after meeting this guy. Well, not after meeting him, but after talking to him for a little while before meeting him, I, I, I said, oh, you know, those three—they're still my favourites. Truthfully, they'd been, yeah, they were the only three I'd heard. <laughs> I was saying this huge <laughs> fan. <laughs> so then he sent me. He sent me. Um, the Pink Album and Lincoln and Flood. So that was it for me. Yeah, <laughs> so then I had them yeah. all. And then I found out that my brother actually owned Apollo 18. So I was getting my collection together. And then, so they came out in, when was it? 1996. Yeah, they came out in 96. So the four is when that chat group originally went together. And so that was my first concert in 96. And actually, it is the anniversary of that concert in two days. I just found out. <laughs> So oh, my first, my first concert anniversary is in two days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. So. Wow. Yeah. Man, was that their, would that have been their first tour of Australia? No. No, because okay. he had seen, the guy that I was with had seen them like before. That was the flood. They did a flood tour, I think. Okay. Then they did. Yeah. Think, no, I don't know if they did. But they definitely did that. The factory showroom one was what I, one that I was at. Yeah. Wow. So th- yeah, they've been they've been loving Australia for yeah. a long time. Mm. Yeah. Do you do you feel like in in general? I don't know how many shows you go to. Um, other bands. Five in my stuff. life. <laughs> oh, do you, other bands. Do you, do you, okay. <laughs> do you? <laughs> um, bands, right. Do you feel like Australia gets a good uh, a good selection of American bands coming yeah. through, or do you feel like it's yeah, yeah? I don't think there's much that we miss out on. But yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you're doing like a world tour, yeah, that's, they, that's they one thing. Here. I don't know, but like they might be giants will go there and do like just, it's like just Australia. Which, yeah. And they'll do all this, like they, they'll go around and do all the states. They were going to miss Adelaide. Yeah. I think they were going to miss Adelaide that last time, but they didn't. They just thought, no, I'd rather go there anyway. Because it's a long flight yeah. to Perth from Sydney. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a huge, huge country. So, I mean, that's, that's nice of them to not just, you know, Sydney and leave or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I would, that that right. wouldn't bother me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so 96. So 
So you said you've seen them five times total and three of them were in 2019. Is that right? No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the next one I went to was um, I'd actually in between then and then got married because I found another guy that had Apollo 18. It just sounds like my <laughs> whole love life has been dictated by this band, but that's not the case. I just happened to find another. Yeah, yeah we also got along well. But he also had Apollo 18, so that was him. Uh, that was the Metro in 2013. No, no, there was one before that. I'm looking on the wiki at some dates right now. Okay, 2003. 2003. I was just trying to find the uh, the stuff about the first show you went to. And it was actually 97, 97 that yeah. they went to Australia. Yeah. The Metro. Did you see them at the Metro? Yes, I did. Yeah. I've got a photo a of that too. That was the one where Flans gave me two cans of VB because Australian beer is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite venues in Chicago is also called the Metro. A lot of my oh. formative years shows. Uh, and I believe they might be Giants played there probably in their early days, but they, they got too big for that place pretty quickly. Um, you know, once Flood came out, they were already too big for it. But anyway, so then you said, what was the year for this next one? Um, it's, I can't find it. There's one between 97 and the next one that I went in 2003. There must have been one in between. No, there was, just... no, there was one in between, but I didn't go. Oh, okay. So then 2003. 2013. No, 2013 was the next one. Oh, 2013. Okay. With gotcha. the guy who was then my ex-husband. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> but we thought, yeah, for all time. But you still we went to the show together. Yeah. 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 We're still friends. <laughs> it bonds people. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the people I talk to on the show are much younger than both of us like, yes which yeah. is which is cool that the band is still appealing to the oh. youth <laughs> um, well, look at candy she brings her parents <laughs> but yeah, yeah you're my, right yeah yeah um my parents are going with us to st louis to the uh, the show in october yeah. it's it's almost a rarer feat these days on the show to meet someone that got into them around flood which yeah when I started the show, I was mostly talking to people that I knew in person, people mm. around my age, you know, late 30s, early 40s. And that was, it was just tiny tunes, tiny tunes, <laughs> tiny tunes. So like right at the flood, yeah. you know, was like, you know, the, the nexus point. Um, but uh, yeah, all these, all these kids, they're like, I yeah, I made sure my brother, she's got a, he, she's eight now, but when she was two, she's, he said, my brother says to me, listen to this. And she sang almost a whole lot of the sun. Nice. <laughs> the sun is a mass of kiss the key guest. Cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so the song we are talking about is a kid's song. Um, but no, no in general, as in the album. I'm assuming no is the first time that you heard the song. You had not, or had you happened to call dial a song? Not until very recently I heard the other one, and it's. I wish I'd never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll get to that. we'll yeah we'll get to that in a second. But when yeah. No came out, um, I mean, both of us were firmly in adulthood. Yes. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts of, of that? That they're doing kids' albums now. 
were you immediately into the idea or were I, you like, I wasn't oh. into the idea until I actually heard the song. I thought, yeah, I don't need to look at my ABCs, but like not really knowing much about what it was going to be. But then right. when I heard it, I thought, right, yeah, so it's right in there with my other collection. <laughs> so I don't even separate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Um, well, I used to keep the kid ones up in my daughter's room, but now we just, yeah, uh, just keep pretend. them all down together. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Dial-A-Song version that you just alluded to, I think we got to talk about first because mm-hmm. it came first by five years. 1997, mm-hmm. the demo uh, hit Dial-A-Song, and it is musically not too different. I mean, it's that Dial-A-Song-y yeah. style. Um well, I'm just going to go ahead and play a lot of it for the people because it is very different, lyrically especially. So I'll drop that in here. At four of two, I was staring into space. I had to move. There were things I had to do. I wasn't really doing anything. I was standing around and I looked at the clock and the clock said four of
The instrumentation, before we get to these lyrics, because the lyrics are just insane, um, I just went on the wiki and fixed some things. I don't often go and edit and do stuff on the wiki, but there was just some stuff that was wrong that I just had to fix. For one... <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, thought so, that too. I thought it was wrong because it said it was a um, love gone wrong. And I thought, no, it's not. Oh, what is it? What's the word it uses? Love, yeah, love gone sour. And I thought, no, it's not. Until I heard this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was mainly noticing in... So it talks about the arrangement. And it said the arrangement is a baritone sax. And that is so clearly not an actual saxophone. So I had to change it to a sax-sounding synth. It's it's It probably is a keyboard setting that is called saxophone. But that... Like that... (laughs) Like Linnell, he's he's a honker when it comes to his saxophone playing, but not like that. And it's just like this in robotic, saxophony sounding thing. Um, but it definitely <laughs> drives the point across with the with this because it's got the little bit of drum machine. It's nothing like Dan Hickey does later, but you know, there's the drums keeping it together, and this and the accordion, of course, and just this crazy. Uh, sax sounding synth so i had to go on and fix that because it's not a saxophone i'm sorry i wish it was a real saxophone that would be cool but it isn't now the big thing the lyrics uh you said you wish you had never heard it both of us were familiar with the kids version first so this one five years prior which we had not heard um (laughs) yeah what 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 do you think when well do you remember when you first heard this version mm. what was your reaction i had i had a little bit of a, a warning but <laughs> mm-hmm. because of the, yeah, the lyrics at the end but yeah i listened to it and i thought this is just awful <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was going right in the beginning you know it's fairly, fairly similar and it takes a turn <laughs> oh yeah he <laughs> poor guy kills himself because he's running late <laughs> Talking about being hard on yourself. It makes him nervous. Jeez, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he says, uh, he, yeah. When I'm late, it makes me feel upset. Now, I don't like being late either. You know, uh, when I'm upset, I might do something rash. <laughs> <laughs> and and they just talk about like stare at the wall and grind my teeth. Yeah, you know, that's, that's fair enough, rash. fair enough. And then the the next verse, and. F- in case people were having trouble understanding, we just, just got to go through these lines because it's just insane. It's just, it's so much more like a typical They Might Be Giant song. Yeah. That, uh, like, some of the other songs off No started as not intended to be kid songs, but this one really, really had to be adjusted to make it onto a kid's album. So, at four of two, I had a great idea to break the chain of inactivity. I put my hands around my neck and started to strangle myself. And I looked at the clock, and it still said four of two. <laughs> I've got an idea. I'm tired of just sitting here. What could I do to kind of, you know, fill the time? Strangle myself. Yeah, and at four of two, so it's still four of two. At four of two, I successfully expired. And my breathing ceased, and my heart no longer beat. My eyes stayed open lifelessly. <laughs> they continued to stare at the clock on the wall, and it still said four of two. I mean, there. I mean, Linnell's had some morbid lyrics, but can you think of anything that's this like in your face, like no, 
it's, it's, illusion, no metaphor, just like I. It's very poetic, but it's Nick Cave poetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Whew, I, I mean, I can't think of a song that I mean. Okay, like, like, okay, where the royal roses grow is very. It's a beautiful song, but it's like, and I, as I knelt above her with a rock in his, in his fist. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of thing that's how the world roses Ooh. grow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i nodded my head as i lay on the bed as he knelt above me with a rock in his fist <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah but the roses grow that oh my god that almost makes me think of um i don't know how much you've been keeping up with the with the shit you know that russia's doing in ukraine but did you hear about the lady that confronted a soldier um, talking about seeds. Does this no. does this ring a bell? No. Okay, so this woman. Um, I feel like I need to find the quote exactly. It sounds like yes, the, the sunflower is like the official flower of Ukraine, and this woman, <laughs> she calls these guys to their face. They're just like walking through. I mean, they're not. It's not like during a firefight or anything. Calls them occupants and fascists. And um, the reminds me so much of police in America. The soldiers say not to escalate the situation. And she, and she says, how can it further be escalated? You fucking came here uninvited. And then and then she says um, to she, she holds out her hand and says, OK, hold on. I find these, I think. OK. Guys, guys, put the sunflower seeds in your pockets, please. You will lie down here with the seeds. You came to my land. Do you understand? You are the occupiers. You are the enemies. And from this moment, you are cursed. I'm telling you. <laughs> and sh- <laughs> take these seeds and put them in your pockets so at least sunflowers will grow when you all lie down here. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you die. At yes. least, the- at least you fertilize our land. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, holy shit, that is ice cold. Yeah, totally, totally deserved. That is just so just the balls on that lady is just incredible. Um, very anyway, just, and dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very dark. Uh, so anyway, back to the back to the song. This, uh, I mean, really, in these five verses, I mean, the song is mainly just verses, and then it kind of caps it off with the hook of, yeah. you know, the the four of two. Really, only. The first two verses could be considered, you know, safe enough for children's ears because it gets crazy pretty quick. <laughs> you know, he talks about, you know, meeting the girl, the beautiful girl. I was going to tell her that I was in love with her. And this clock, you know, time is frozen. But it's 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 nuts. So do, do you hate it? Do you hate the, the original? No, I was just a bit surprised. I might put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had the warning, and it said, you know, I, I saw the the strangulation line. I thought, okay, I'll have a go. <laughs> I thought everything no. I've, I've thought about this song is different now. <laughs> if that's the original, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, most parents that have played it for their kids probably have no yeah. idea. Uh, you know, even us, they might be Giants fans. It's just such a these dial-a-song ones still just go under the radar so much. Yeah, yeah but and we're not, here, not, we're here to really, educate. It's not surprising <laughs> unless you know the other one too. <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, which makes me wonder. Like, it's it's always hard to say why the guys will sometimes hold back songs like that. Because if this was written in '97 and pretty well thought out, yeah. orchestrated, you know, uh, it could have gone on to 
Long Tall Weekend. It could have gone on to Mink Car, but instead they held on to it those years and made it into a kid's song. <laughs> of all the songs they've got to change, to put into a kid's album, that's a very strange one to choose. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because it's got numbers in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's odd. Turning, learning um, how to tell the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I know when they they talk about how when they, uh, I don't know, one of the podcasts they I haven't listened to all those podcasts they've been on. You know, now the book came out, but um, Linnell, I think it was on the Creative Control podcast. Linnell was talking about how. When they first started doing kids' albums, it was just kind of like, oh, this is just a lark. It's not going to be anything. You know, we'll do this one time or whatever. So I think they, they were probably just kind of pulling from, like, okay, what do we got laying around? Ooh. This isn't going to be a big deal. You know, no need to make a big fuss over it or whatever. What do we got laying around? You know, maybe that was it. But, but yeah, the, I mean, the musical arrangement and, like, the the – kind of jaunty like little beats all the offbeat stuff is is it's a fun progression and yeah really. well here yeah that's why i chose it because like hearing its history now it's amazing that i actually picked that one that was sort of kind of discarded until it was a kid's album that's the one i chose out of all the songs that were to choose from i've chosen that one yeah yeah it it, it reminds me a lot of um the the very first episode i did on a no song with was with Franz Nikolai who was actually coincidentally living in Kiev when oh. we recorded that episode wow. uh, he's he's an American I mean he's of Eastern European descent but he was there because his wife is a musicologist and she was like a visiting lecturer or something at a university there so he's he is not there right now um, but the he did uh, I'm not your broom which was another one that was dial a song only and not written as a kid song. Um, and that one, I don't recall all the details because that was like 160 some episodes ago. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, basically is about like, and Fran- Franz broke it down really well, about like, like workers rights almost like yeah, fighting yeah. against you know the man right i'm not your broom right i'm not gonna do what you tell me man you know Kids songs with a message yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, that's why it's like you got the part that the kids listen to and the part that the adults listen to yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like most good kids movies there are jokes that yeah. the kids don't laugh at you know that are made for us <laughs> um before we even talk about um the no version or yeah that version in any iteration i think i do want you to listen to this banter that i found because it came even two years before no came out it came before the e-music version it came before the album in uh on april 20th 2000 they debuted the song uh at the bowery ballroom in new york city of course as they do so many things uh and i sent you the mp3 the song um which i might as well play a chunk of that too it is the kids has been changed to the kids version but there was an mp3 a minute 59 seconds of linnell talking about this song and it's pretty awesome so i will probably just drop the whole thing in there because as i listened i'm like i don't know what i would trim from this it's just (laughs) all awesome I don't want you to really um, be able to hear me screwing up the words of this next song, which we have not played in public ever. 
So, right now. Um, and I should probably tell you, um, because you're not going to understand what I'm singing, this song is about a stopped clock that stood at the corner of, of, uh, of West 22nd Street and um, 6th Avenue for, uh, I think, about 30 years, and it said the same time for that entire time. I, I worked in that neighborhood for quite a long time. So I wrote this song about the clock, and uh, you know, I put together the demo version, put it on Dial Song. The day it was on Dial Song, I drove by the clock, and they had fixed it. They, in fact, they were in the process of fixing it. The first day it was on Dial Song. Which I thought was like a nice, you know, speedy, you know, oh, gotta get on that. There's a song about it. Fix the damn clock. Pronto. That's what I call Giuliani time. It was Giuliani. The clock actually changed to Giuliani time. We got a problem. Let's kill it. Anyway, so this is like a fantasy about what if the clock were stopped. And still, even now. It's my little fantasy. You guys remember how this begins? We do not really know this song. We probably shouldn't play this song. mentioned uh yeah when we were talking about dates and stuff like that talking about 9-11 and it just it made me think you know that giuliani joke in there i mean he got a lot of you know uh screen time when all that Ooh. happened and but if anything you because i'm like oh, would she know who giuliani is but then all the fucking trump stuff i'm sure you did you ever hear any of those were yeah. you hearing giuliani jokes and stuff like that the biggest giuliani joke i heard trump was the, the, the borat movie <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Flans with the great joke there. It's called Giuliani time. <laughs> Better fix that clock right now. <laughs> I like the guy in the beginning where he says, This is a song about a stopped clock and the guy goes, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love time pieces. I'm a t- clock restoration expert. <laughs> One thing uh, that's curious to me, which I just kind of noticed by chance, uh, he. This seems like a minor thing, but he changes 
the uh, he changes the intersection in the song. He says That's in wrong. the story, he's what's it? I, I Google mapped it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, well, okay. So there's some discrepancies here, and we'll probably have some New Yorker come in and, and you know set us straight. But uh, he says in the story that it's at the corner of Sixth Avenue and Twenty Second Street, uh, and then he sings that in the song live there. But in the no version, it changed from Sixth Avenue to Fifth Avenue. For whatever reason, I don't know. And then in the trivia stuff, or the the restoration hardware clock is the one that he was talking about, and the wiki has a picture of it uh, frozen at uh, you know one fifty six, or otherwise known as four of two, <laughs> uh, at Broadway and Twenty Second. Now, as a guy who's only been in New York once, I was like. Broadway. Is Broadway also called Fifth Street? No. Broadway is Broadway. <laughs> so what is what is going on here? Like so Broadway and 22nd, is that where the clock actually is? That's what I'm guessing. Why didn't Linnell make that the lyric then? I have he a says theory. in the story that it's sixth and twenty second. No, I I don't know. I have a theory. Oh yeah, what's it? To make it sound more fictitious because the clock was no longer stopped. So he was trying to hide it in case people went and looked for it and it was actually going. <laughs> But but he tells the story like he doesn't care that, you yeah. know, that the whole thing, right? And, and he says, and like I said, the street is even different then, 6th in 22nd. I don't know. It's, it's just odd. I'm, it, you know, it's not really important to the meaning of the song, but I just find the discrepancy kind of like, why not just say where it's really at? I don't know. 6th, Broadway, you know, you need another syllable, but um, <laughs> or 5th in Broadway, whatever it may be. Yeah, that uh, it, I love that story though. <laughs> that you know, imagining that the the people fixing the clock were like, oh, "There's a song about it. <laughs> Gotta fix it. We've been made fools of." There is one other prior version to know, which is really just the no version with a rougher mix. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll I'll drop in like twenty seconds of this version from the the e music version back when they were doing that thing um they put out a rough mix of it and that was in uh 2000 so that was still so yeah it was probably right around when uh they played it live and it has like one stick click which it notes in the chronology includes part of the counting it has like a little click and then it starts <laughs> a big clock at the corner of 5th Avenue and 22nd Street. I stood and waited for a girl I knew at the spot where we agreed to meet. It was four minutes of two. At four of two I stood waiting for the girl. I was four minutes early for the date we had planned. I was planning to say I was in love with her just as soon as she showed for a two o'clock Mildly interesting. Anyway, I think it's time to get to the uh, definitive version that we all know and love, and our children all know and love. <laughs> the no version. So, yeah, so why did you pick this song? What is it about this song you love so much that, uh, you know, now that we're to the proper version? No, uh, I'm just going to have to forget everything else I know about it now. 
that yeah, the previous versions <laughs> because I just right. love I just I just love the, uh, the the naive positivity about it. You know, it's like it's like yeah. this guy he, like he needs Neve Shulman. <laughs> like, listen, she, she's not coming. She's a catfish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she stood you up. She stood you up. No, no, no. Ouch. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that they left in a song like there's a little bit of a love story in here. Yeah. And and when I was going through the lyrics again and stuff like that, I was thinking like, you know, I'm I'm nearing the end of my fourth year doing my They Might Be Giants unit in first grade. I don't know if I think I know you had watched at least part of some one of them I posted one year. Yeah. You know, my first grader singing them. And I was like, you know, this is such a great song. It'll be fun to do. Maybe it's a little too like it gets really fast with the lyrics and stuff like that. Might be a little tough. But the, what also occurred to me is that kids would just, if it gets, I stood waiting for the girl. I was planning to say I was in love with her. They'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, he uses There's the word the, love. It's not very common. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing inappropriate about it, but kids are just goofy. They're like. Ooh. <laughs> Um, they, I don't know. They just are laugh about the weirdest things, but uh, yeah, I do like that they they have this little love story in there. You know, it's like yeah. it's like a Disney style it's not love story that because she she stood him up. <laughs> well, sure, okay. I mean, like the whole concept. Okay, so it's a Disney without the ending, right? Yeah. If okay. it was a Disney movie, right, it would all of a sudden the. I don't know, the clock would start working again or something would happen, you know, a little, little magic. No, he dies an old man there. lonely in the street. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> After strangling himself. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's just such a fun rhythm. Everything about it and the chord progression is very fun. Um, I was looking at it a little bit. It's pretty complicated chord progression for a kids song because and that's what makes the might be giants kids album so great is that most people think of kids music as just being this like super watered down bland you know just just completely uninteresting stuff but for the most part they might be giants kids songs are like they've said they write them just like they write their adult songs and in this very case it was an adult song <laughs> That just had the lyrics change, right? So it's just, you know, the the amount of thought they put into the music is the same as their adult songs. They just make the lyrics uh, less about death. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's fun. And uh, when we get to the covers, there's a little bit of stuff that kind of... I can't um, wait to get to that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, there's one guy in particular who... I don't know if he messes up chords necessarily, but the chord progression, just the dun 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 it's just like a lot of chords climbing up a scale and somewhere, are they major or minor? I don't know. The wiki, the even the chord progression on the wiki and stuff is a little fuzzy on that. Uh, and I didn't full out learn it to figure out what it was. But my point is, it's much more complicated than most people would I think give credit to uh, you know a kid's song for what is, what does your birdie think of the song it's just she's just sitting so politely on your shoulder yeah yeah just waiting for the action what's her name again <laughs> her name Pingu Pingu, Pingu. Uh, can 
can she say anything? Not on command, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> can we get a can, can we get a squawk in here? Is there going to get? <laughs> I, I can actually. <laughs> Swat at the poor thing. I was I was taking a nap there. Looked very relaxed on your shoulder. Uh, you'll be back. No, that's not, no. It makes for good audio. Like I was saying, I've never had a bird. I think I've had birds chirping out someone's window before, but never a pet bird with giving a good squawk. So I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in the kids' version lyrics, you got any favorite bits? In the kids' lyrics? Oh, yeah. In front of me. Let me just have a look. <laughs> yeah, the ending of this one—it's more of a Futurama ending than a Disney ending, really. <laughs> yeah, that's something, it. something that would happen. Right, it would happen in a cartoon, but maybe not a kids' cartoon. Yeah, it does take a turn. I lay my head down so I'd have a better view. So he does lay down and he closes his eyes. It's not a forever sleep, but it's a long no. time sleep because yeah, well, he wakes up. He's been waiting for such a long time. <laughs> no, like, I love it. It's world. Just, I, I just love the the, the naive. He's, he's just so he's so like. There's nothing, you know. There's no, nothing wrong. She'll be here. And then it's like just I felt reassured when I looked at the clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Still right. not late. There, <laughs> there's flying cars and gigantic metal bugs. What is and grown a long that... white beard. <laughs> I love the long white beards just popping up everywhere. But the clock still said four of two. Linnell does have a thing about uh, uh, time travel, or at least time travel you know, as a metaphor. But, but uh, no, well, long white beards just represent old age. I don't know why I am 1,000 years old. It doesn't involve a long white beard because... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, not too long ago I talked about 2082. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a time-traveling yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gigantic metal bugs. You know, flying cars, cool. Gigantic metal, metal bugs sounds a little, Where little terrifying. Where does that come from? <laughs> because, you know, have you seen, I don't know what the movie is. It's like, like a um, everything you ever need to know about time travel or something like that. It's called the movie. And they're just mm. like going in and out of a bar and things are happening. And when they get to the future, there's these gigantic metal bugs. And where does it come from? <laughs> why do we need uh, gigantic metal bugs in the future? Right. Flying yeah, cars, I get. those and why? Yeah. Yeah. Because things just seem to be wanting to get smaller in the future and like n- nano-sized. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. True, <laughs> I true. I don't need a gigantic metal bug. <laughs> yeah. You know, bugs are here to take care of things like... Clean up rubbish. You know, soil oh. and yeah, yeah. When we wipe ourselves out, they'll be there to clean up the mess. <laughs> right. Ah, because they'll survive any nuclear accidents we have. There'll be gigantic metal bugs that have survived everything. And right. the cockroach. Yeah, the cockroach and it's gigantic and metal bugs. The metal version that his, <laughs> it has invented. That's right. The cockroach will have a little remote control and it's operating a giant That's right. cockroach. Yep. Just they'll drive them to gigantic metal bugs around. Kill all humans. Oh, they'll kill I themselves. Came- <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know it. <laughs> I came here with a simple goal, a goal of killing all humans. Uh, <laughs> they wipe themselves out. <laughs> Bug spray. Uh, the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I hadn't uh, bothered to peek over to the interpretations tab, which... I was wondering if there's anything. Would there be anything? I mean, it sounds a here. bit straightforward. See that? Yeah. See that's the thing. I didn't think but things. Then look. people read it, the most bizarre things into the straightforward, don't they? <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I don't often dip into the interpretations for the episodes, but I was, you know, for the kids' songs, it is kind of funny to see if anyone comes up with something extremely. 
bizarre. Mm, not really. No, just saying it like it is. Yeah. Someone mentions Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means. 42. That makes the song cool. How old is this person? <laughs> well, the 42, the number 42, which I'm not that yeah. familiar with. Yeah. This either. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. It's the, meaning, the li- it's the meaning of life, the universe, and everything, according to Doug- right. Douglas Adams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the answer to the ultimate question of life. So 42, but four of two, I don't think would be a reference to that. I don't because know. Because the clock was there, like the actual clock, there was picture evidence yeah. on the wiki of the clock. They didn't make it up. It did say four of two. Right. Yeah, so those the particular numbers, you know, it does, you know, four of two is a fun kind of phrase to I've say. I've never heard that before this song. Well, it's, it's fun because you probably never say, you know, you might say, uh, you know, it's a quarter to two, you know. Or you might say, oh, it's 10 till, you know, it's 10 till two, right? But four of two, like something that specific, you'd probably say it's 156. Or you might just, you might just round down and say, oh, it's five to two. I don't know. It's just a very odd way to say a very specific time, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. But it makes for a fun, a fun phrase for a song. So I, you know, they didn't make it up. It's made me look it up because I have never heard of it. (laughs) It's not a strange thing. It's on the clock. Right, he could have written a whole song. This, and it still was, was quarter to two. Fifty-six, yeah. <laughs> it was still one fifty-six. <laughs> yeah, four of two is much yeah, better. Yeah, much better. I get it there. <laughs> uh, we already listened to the debut of this song. Now, the song has most recently been played way back in twenty. 12. They have not played it live since then. But let's go ahead and let people listen to that live version. Um, and here it is. It's a true story, actually. All of it's true. <laughs> all, part of all of it is true. Yeah. It's like a lot of things. It's all true except for the parts that are. So, John, uh, how do we kick this off? Um, Marty Beller. Mr. Marty Beller on the drums, everybody. Marty Beller on the drums. He's keeping such good time. Between the two versions, we now get Marty. Yeah. You know, it's fun to hear uh, Marty's takes on the old songs. Um, yeah. Well, you know, not just not just the drum machine songs, but even like, you know, what he does with, you know, Brian Doherty's tracks and, and Dan Hickey's tracks. So it sounds great in 2012. He's not doubting himself on the lyrics then. <laughs> I think... 
We're ready for covers. What do you think? Okay, I'm ready. Covers, covers, covers. So this first one was the guy was I, I was alluding to before. This guy's YouTube channel is Kesval. Oh yes, I'm waiting for him. Okay, yeah, I'm not positive of this guy's name. I don't know if it's on his channel, but yeah, K E S S V A L number two, and this guy has been on. A handful of episodes because you can see right when the video comes up, it says an afternoon with, uh, what does he say? An afternoon with my guitar and they might be giants. So he does like a whole bunch of songs. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what, I don't know. There's, there's a ton of them. I'll, well, I'll drop it in right here. Underneath the big clock at the corner of Fifth Avenue and 22nd Street I stood and waited for a girl I knew at the spot where we agreed to meet It was four minutes of two At four of two I stood waiting for the girl I was four minutes early for the date we had planned I was planning to say I was in love with her What do you think of it, Belinda? What do you think? <laughs> think Sounds like you got something to say. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> this guy, yeah. he's like when you get you get the Lenore version, and you know what he's like. What he's going to see, he's going to be all bouncy and happy, and he's got this, you know, positivity inside of him. And this guy, he's got this angry sarcasm. <laughs> really? You think yeah. he's sarcastic? He's, yeah, he's like this girl. You know, I know she's, she's not coming. I know. And then it gets to, when it gets, he gets it's like really angry at the end, and it's like he wants to say, <laughs> "It's still fucking for too much." Still looking up at the clock, and it's still fucking four of two. <laughs> it wouldn't go astray. Like that last line, it just looks like he wants to. Like, yeah, when you when you look at both versions, like you know, there's this happy boppy version. He, he looks like he wants to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just concentrating really hard. No, but I think he, I, I, I'd love it if he meant it like that, though, because it's like contrasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be funny to do. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find any covers of people doing the adult version, but that would have been fun. Oh well. Um, yeah, he does, um, he changes the key from E to, to D. I don't know if he just did that cause he wanted to sing it a little lower or what, but I was trying to, cause sometimes I'll be like, Oh, something sounds a little weird, you know, and then kind of look over at the chords and see, um, cause yeah, we all make mistakes and all that, especially if you're just going on video, right in, you know, in front of a song, you're not fixing it in post. Like I like to fix <laughs> my mistakes with the computer later. Um, but the, something about the beginning, the climbing chord progression sounds a little off, and I'm not if, sure if it's just because he bars a chord major that's supposed to be minor or something like that. But like I said, it just proves my point that this song is much harder than most kids' songs, which would probably just you know be three or four chords. And this one uses pretty much all the chords in <laughs> E major in addition to a couple accidentals too i believe there's g sharps and g's i don't know it's it's a complicated song um but yeah so 
good on that guy. He does do, like I said, a bunch of other covers, even some other kids' ones. It looks like he did uh, he did Bed 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 as well. Oh, so yeah, he was up. a fan of fan of No. And let's you know what? Let's let's jump to Shameless Covers by Puerco, the one that I found, uh, which came out just a couple of months ago. Um, and this guy's name, I found him. I stumbled upon him. He'd been on the, the podcast before in the covers, not, not an episode, but in the covers section. And, um, his name is Eric Roberts. I actually left a comment on one of his other videos that we put on, uh, an episode. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're going to be on the podcast. He's like, oh, sick. So maybe I should have him on, on an episode. So let's play, uh, Eric Roberts. Uh, his channel is shameless covers by Puerco from October 2021. Let's check it out. Underneath the big clock at the corner of Fifth Avenue and 22nd Street, I stood and waited for a girl I knew at the spot where we agreed to meet. It was four minutes of two. Four of two, I stood waiting for the girl I was four minutes early for the day we had planned I was planning to say I was in love with her Just as soon as she showed four to a clock date And the clock said four of two At four of two, I was staring into space She was not yet late, according to the clock I was feeling nervous, so I kept looking up At the clock sticking out of the side of that building And it still said four of two Which part are you referring to in particular? <laughs> well, he's just getting worse and worse. It's like he's all worked up. <laughs> <laughs> he's all worked up. I'd say that's accurate. That's what I like about it. He really gets into I know, it. It's intense. <laughs> oh, I like that. I really like the, yeah, the little, yeah. at the beginning, it's like, dun, 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 dun. Really hamming it up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he doesn't phone it in. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't want to see this when I've had coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely had his uh, his caffeine. I love it there. He almost gives it. Uh, it's almost like a ska feel or something. Which, <laughs> I love it. Which, which the original almost has like a polka feel. It's like dun, dun, yeah. Dun, well, it dun, starts dun, with the accordion. All those offbeats. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with just the guitars, like getting those those upstrokes, and uh, it's just real bouncy and, and uh, yeah, I really like it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's it changes the meaning again. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've had too much caffeine, and the clock is stopped. I'm gonna, go stop someone. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> so I wanted to save uh, Daryl's for last. Our good friend of the show, Daryl Till a.k.a. Astral B, did a cover just for us. He recorded this for this episode, and uh, so I'm going to play the whole thing here. I'm going to drop the whole thing in there. So here's Daryl. (laughs) 
Underneath the big block at the corner of 5th Avenue and 22nd Street I stood and waited for a girl I knew at the spot where we agreed to meet It was four minutes of two At four of two I stood waiting for the girl I was four minutes early for the date we had planned I was planning to say I was in love with her Just as soon as she showed for a two o'clock date And the clock said four of two I was staring into space, she was not yet late According to the clock, I was feeling nervous So I kept looking up at the clock Sticking out of the side of the building And it still said four or two began to feel tired and I rubbed my eyes and again I checked the time It seemed as if the sky was growing dark But I felt reassured when I looked at the clock and it still said four of two I lay my head down on the sidewalk so in case you were coming I would have a better view But no one was there so I stretched out and closed my eyes for a second or two it was four minutes of two At once I woke to a futuristic world There were flying cars and gigantic metal bugs I'd grown a beard, it was long and white But I knew that the girl would be coming very soon For though everything had changed There was still that clock and it still said Four of two Okay, so Daryl did put this up on his SoundCloud so other people can go listen to it more if you'd like to listen to it over and over and over, as well as a lot of his other great covers uh, on his SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash astral, B-A-S-T-R-A-L-B-E-E, astral B, that's Daryl Till. What'd you think? I just saw the whole music video to that one. <laughs> The guy comes out, he's a bit of a nerd, great big glasses, holding a bunch of flowers and just slowly wilts throughout the song. <laughs> and he's still, he's, he's wearing these like, you know, nerdy suspenders up to his nipples and at the end of it, he's just a, a dirty old homeless man, but he's still with the flowers in his hand. <laughs> That's what I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, these, these visual scenes you're creating for every one of these. I wish I could conjure up this stuff. For, and it's all for the same song, but you're getting different. It's just because he's accentuating the words, and it just makes him sound a little bit. Okay, like, he's not taking it so seriously. <laughs> also, given that that British, that that fancy British flair, you know, yeah, that's that Daryl right. brings Is to he everything, British? right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's what I thought. Just because yeah. that's why I, I got this very proper kind of person just standing there waiting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's great, and you know his strong suits piano and accordion we get mm. both of them uh and yeah it sounds great and people should go listen to his other covers uh he also is a part of the purple toupee compilation uh the fundraiser compilation that i did doing spiraling shape he is a very talented man and a good friend of the show um so that's all of the covers so the the last thing to do here is score this song Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. What do you think? I've, I've, my mind has changed since I've heard all the versions. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I, I never, yes, and I, I never think of my score at all. I don't even ponder my score until after all the research and talking to the guest. So uh, what do you think? It's tough. These kids' ones are especially tough. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to have to go above. Oh, dear. If I was to score every song ever, then that would be, it would be right up there. It really would. I'll go yeah? 8.2, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as, um, and, and I, I want to score them against, you know, every song. You know, I don't like yeah. to necessarily yeah. split up the kids and the adults songs. Um, but this song, like the history to it, the two versions, like there's a lot of meat there. Like yeah. A, and like I've said repeatedly, like there, there's a lot more going on here than kid songs by any other artist or band. Like it, it, it kind of set the stage for their career as you know kids musicians you know they would do four more kids albums after this and this is definitely one of the standouts on on no for sure um that said it's not you know at least you know if i'm scoring the no version um geez i don't know if i would score the the morbid version higher or lower like if it got the full studio treatment with all just this tight arrangement you know dan hickey drums and all that Hard to say. But as far as the no version goes, you know, it's not like mm, like whistling in the dark. I little did a little bit ago. That's an 8.6. You know, that's that's high up there. Four of two. Are you scoffing at whistling I in the dark? I am. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't put it that high. No? No. Mm. To me, it's one of my favorites on Flood, honestly. And maybe it's because it's not one of these singles that's been overplayed a bajillion yeah. times. <laughs> like, I could probably go, and I think I said this way back on the episode for Istanbul, which was like episode four or something like I could go the rest of my life without hearing their version of Istanbul and probably be fine. That being you know? the first song I, I heard, I've heard it the most probably. <laughs> I know. Right. It's, and, and it's great. Like I'd probably be sad if I never heard birdhouse again, but like there's some song just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like whistling in the dark. It's one of those deep cuts. Anyway, a four of two, I think, it would be mean to give it a 4.2, but that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it would be. going to go much... <laughs> Got to go much higher than that. I think it is... Oh, I'm going to go... Let's go 7.2. I do that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great song. It's a great song, kid song or not. And I think they should start playing it again. I think in general, they should bring a few of the kid songs into the repertoire for the band. You know, they're not... They wouldn't stand out. From what it seems, they're not going to be doing any more kids' albums. Uh, so some of those best of the best, like we're never going to get kids' shows again. We're never going to hear those songs ever. I mean, come on. I want to hear, in the middle of a rock show, I want to hear Meet the Elements. You yeah. know? I just want to hear you know, something like that. Or, or Science is Real. I mean, that seems very appropriate in this pandemic age. They made those masks. Why not play the song? You know what I want to hear live? I want to want to see live the um the one where Marty goes off singing about letters. Oh, uh, the alphabet lost and found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to see that live. <laughs> that is a good one. I was always a fan of his high five. I did one year with my first graders. I did high five. And again, it was pre-pandemic. I had them go out into the crowd of their parents and give people high fives. A <laughs> <laughs> little less safe than the next year that I did it. Mm. Yeah. Well, anywho, it's a good song. And I think that is about 
it. Do you want the people to know about anything in particular or to find you on social media or anything to plug? No, I have like nothing that? to plug. Nothing to plug. Um, would you encourage people to get a pet bird? I would, yes. <laughs> it's it's like taken off now. I'm really, really annoyed at it. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your only bird or do you, do you have... No, I have a cat too, somewhere? but the cat's scared of the bird. So. Oh, the cat is scared of the bird. I yeah. like that. <laughs> How the tables have turned. Yeah. You know, in the normal Sylvester and Tweety kind of thing. Yeah, when, when uh, the bird first came in, the cat tried to swipe it and learn its lesson quick smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our dog needs to learn a lesson from the cat, I'll tell you that. Um, anyway, people can find This Might Be a Podcast at thismightbeapodcast.com. Uh, on Twitter, at thismightbeapod. Email me to get in the mailbag. What do you think about 4F2? Which version do you like better? What do you think of uh, the kids' albums in general? Do you wish they made another one? Send me an email. This might be a pod at Gmail or leave me a voicemail at 224-801-2930. Belinda, I'm glad we could finally make this happen. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. At once I awoke to a futuristic world. There were flying cars and gigantic metal bugs. I'd grown a beard. It was long and white. But I knew that the girl would be coming very soon. For though everything had changed, there was still...